Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Or... Los Jump Hombres. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so ev everyone, this is going to be a quick episode. Nickelodeon just dumped the last two episodes of Legend of Korra online, and I paused in between the last episode to talk to you. Yeah. Eric, if you weren't my brother, I think maybe this wouldn't be happening. I'd just be yeah. stonewalling you. I know, but as epic as those core episodes are, it's not as epic as that new Jean-Claude Van Damme commercial. You know, I heard that Jean-Claude Van Damme was back and that he did a split. Dude, well, first of all, he did another commercial a month ago where he's doing splits and playing bongos in the corner of a restaurant. Yes. And he's like, go for it, or something. And I was like... Fucking A, Jean-Claude, you're kind of having some fun with yourself. This is a good look for you. I like this. Right. This new commercial that comes out, they said it's real. They said they did it in one take. They start up close <laughs> up on Jean-Claude's face. And he's I'll not saying... Oh, you watched it. Okay. Uh, no, so, no, I'm, I'm watching it right now. Okay, so right now. for anyone that's not seen this, um, they start in close on his face. And he's not talking. You hear his, his voiceover. And they slowly pan out to see that he's standing between two semi-trucks going backwards. And as they go backwards, they slowly drive uh, uh, farther and farther apart from each other. And Van Damme, he's got his feet on each one of the rearview mirrors, and he slowly goes into a fucking awesome split. Wow. And he's doing a split between <laughs> two trucks on an air, in, a, in an airport on the runway going backwards. He's the fucking man. He's doing a split between two trucks. Are you serious? It's amazing. And he, I mean, and, and like a boss, he's just looking straight at the camera. <laughs> Boom, baby. You know, Van Dam is back. <laughs> wow. The, the first thing I noticed is that like he kind of looks like a corpse. He's yes. like <laughs> <laughs> his face is full on Walking Dead. <laughs> no, no, I mean it's it's like he looks like one of those face plants transplant guys. Where, like, they saw it off, like, the lower half of somebody's face and kind of, like, stuck it on a younger man. Well, he's always had, like, this bump on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, now one of his eyeballs is sticking a little bit farther out of his face than the other one. <laughs> and he's got really pronounced lines around his cheek areas. I mean, let's face it. You watch a Van Damme movie. He gets punched in the face, like, 80,000 times. It's the, mm. anti the anti-Steven Seagal where you're not allowed to touch him. Van Damme gets the shit kicked out of him forever. And right. then he's like, oh, and rallies and spin kick, spin kick, spin kick, <laughs> split, spin kick. Mm -hmm. um, but this commercial, Van Damme is back. And they, he fucking said it was one take. Well, it better be one doing, take, damn. Doing splits between semis going down an, an airport runway in reverse without doing Van Damage to his nuts. <laughs> Now, well, here's the thing. Like, I, I watch this commercial, or I'm watching it again, and like, okay, all right, he does a he does a split. Um, that's not what I'm impressed by. These are like the two greatest truck drivers of <laughs> all time. I mean, they're in sync. They like do like a slight movement and then stay going backwards at like 10 miles per hour. I mean, who drives 10 miles per hour backwards? Okay, okay. First of all, we don't know how fast they're going, but I'm gonna assume it was at least 75 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. Second of all. The fact that he's doing a split between two semis without just falling forwards because he's going backwards in reverse. I mean, he's never done a split between trucks before, okay? <laughs> it's impossible. The only one who's ever done it before was Shia LaBeouf and Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull between mm. two Jeeps, and they mm -hmm. CGI'd that fucking shit. Van Damme did it for real. Suck it, Shia LaBeouf. I hate yeah. you. Your movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, God, dude. It was the worst scene of the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, but but dude, all right, all right. so Van Damme's just kind of sitting there, ho hum. Shia LaBeouf sword fought like the Russian lady, and got, he got hit in the junk a bunch of times while he was doing it, which made it shittier and shittier. How you can joke with your mom while sword fighting a Russian <laughs> when it's life or death in between? Yeah. Anyways, let's not get distracted. Wait, Van wait, Damme, that's, that's, Van Damme did this <laughs> shit for real. We've seen him do splits in all of his movies, but to be doing a split between two moving vehicles of death without just falling over, you should fall over. If you're between two trucks like that, like so, the force that he's using to keep his legs and his body perfectly straight is amazing. Eh, you know what? What, I, I, what the I, fuck I, does it take? What does it take, Chad? 
Uh, uh, are you what? serious? What does the internet have to do <laughs> before you will give anyone credit? I can't believe you're like, man, what do we have to do, Chad? I'm speaking no. on behalf of the internet now. No, no, I'm, I'm not speaking on behalf of the internet. No way, dude. I'm speaking on behalf of somebody who's watched uh, at least two episodes of America's Got Talent. And all I see is just like one act that would get like two X's. What? You know what I mean? They would they would be like, okay, Van Damme, but then how are you going to fill an arena show? All right, okay, you, split, you do the split between two trucks, but how are you going to one-up yourself, blah, blah, blah. Boring. I mean, like, nobody's even, like, attacking him. There's, like, no ninjas. There's no Chad. boxing. There's no bolo. There's nothing. Chad, I just can't believe that you're being such a quintesson. We're going to have <laughs> video game court later in this episode. I cannot believe you're doing this right now, okay? He's stepping outside of the fake world of movies and doing an, a, a stunt in real life that's so impressive, I almost crap my pants. I mean, it looks like they cut off Van Damme's face. No, no, no. Sculpted Van Damme's face onto a mannequin. No. And then just had him sort of like, you know, how do we know it's not uh, filmed in reverse? Maybe he started out in a split and then just like kind of sat up. That doesn't make it any less impressive. <laughs> Like, in, in fact, that would make it even more impressive that the trucks didn't crush his legs as he slowly got closer. <laughs> I want to see that one. Like, a reverse split between two moving trucks might even be better. It might be. Yeah. That's probably why they had to do it the opposite. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm you know what, you know what it is? I, I, OD'd, I OD'd on Korra a little bit, and I watched three and a half episodes straight. All, all the new episodes, and now I'm just like, Van Damme, do something. Bend, bend water, bend uh, spirit, do something awesome. He you know, did do something line. awesome. It's the fucking greatest commercial of all time. Boom. I said right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's like naked Damn. commercials in like France, but I don't get to see those. Well, well, what about the what about the commercial, aka the trailer for Maleficent? Ah, it's I gotta it's tell now you, Chad, dumped on the web. You you were hating on Maleficent. You said it was gonna look bad because you found a photo of her walking on set mm-hmm. and of course that was the worst possible photo you could find in the yes. trailer she doesn't look bad i mean yeah her skin's not really green like the like the original cartoon movie but she doesn't look bad she looks scary i was into oh, no, it true you know uh yeah she, now that i've seen the trailer now i've seen like where they're going where the story points seem to be pushing us which is like uh just a reboot of the original sleeping beauty story yes Totally fine. All right, I didn't oh, see her cool. like uh, like out, out of makeup walking in like a cow well, patch. I guess we'll just have to go two and a half months back in the past and erase <laughs> that episode and erase the picture attached to that episode. We totally hated on it ahead of time, Chad. What? That's what those video, the, dude. That's why I stayed away from any news about movies that like I want to see. Like I didn't watch. Like I didn't go out and like look for like Thor: The Dark World uh, photos like in production. Right, I didn't go see like Iron Man or all those Batman uh, stills uh, while they're filming in Chicago. I, hate, I was like, hate oh, whatever. To, hate to interrupt you, Chad, but you I actually I don't hate it at all. But you also <laughs> did the same thing with RoboCop. You found a picture of him walking on set, and you're like, this looks stupid. And then the Ro- RoboCop trailers came out. And we're like, fuck, this looks awesome. So take it back. I'm all taking right. them all back, Chad. <laughs> you all right, hater. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I take back a shred of hate. But most of, most of my hate is directed at like, at like not that they're like trying something new, and not that it looked god awful back then. But uh, I'm just like you know this is a story that I don't need to be told again because I like the original version, just you, like RoboCop. You have to, you have to just go in with an open mind. We've got to be positive. It's <laughs> got to talk me. It's got to be innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> You've got too much skepticism, my friend. You're like, dude, that we works gotta dial back. Girls. You, you, you like that works on college freshmen, all right, but not on your brother. Everything I did worked on college freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Yeah! <laughs> all right, come on. All right, let's 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 hurry up now so we can get back to so okay. Get back to finishing up Cora. Well, this... damn, they dropped the whole end of the series, four episodes in one night. Well, we've got to have uh, some video game court, and uh, I also I plan on giving a review of Thor two. Oh, good. And I can talk as little or as much as you want because I I'm sure you haven't seen it yet. I, I so. want to watch it, but I've been I've been really busy. I I, uh, I will finally admit this. I've been cutting a documentary uh, for like the last three weeks. It's been kind of intense, and yeah. I just took a break this la- this last weekend to work a ton. But I roughed out the like the first rough of this new documentary. It's gonna be great. Probably the best thing I've ever done. 
It's oh, always cool. what you think when you're working on something. You're like, what did I do before? That was garbage. Oh, man, This yeah. is great. It's always hard watching anything you've done, like, more than two years in the past, and you just pick it apart. Yeah, which is why, if you're, if you're out there, ladies and gentlemen, it's always good uh, to go up to your local, I don't know, editor, cameraman, director, whoever you meet that you've seen, like, their work, and, like, if you liked it, tell them that, that it was great, because it's so easy just to pick it apart as, like, an, art, an artist. Yeah, it's like a hot chick in front of a mirror. Yeah, like the last time somebody uh, was at a con and somebody's like, hey, you were in that Parappa movie. That was awesome. And I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody liked it. I liked it. Uh, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I feel, you know, it's probably going to get me in trouble later, but I enjoyed the uh, date rape rap. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Not that that's funny in real life, but in Parappa it was pretty funny. <laughs> You know, you know, the date rape doesn't actually happen. He thwarts his own plans. Anyway. Right. Anyway, looking back, it's like, oh, God. But at least somebody thought it was funny. Yes. So, um, well, let me give you, I'll give you a non-spoiler review of Thor 2. Oh, please, please do. I've heard good things. You know what? That is the best way to sum up the movie in two words. Good things. Hmm. Okay, Thor 2. It's like Thor Dark World or something. Yes. Uh, better than Thor 1, in my opinion. Well, it's not hard. I mean, honestly, the best part, I think we agreed, of Thor 1 is in the first 15 minutes when he's whooping on the ice giants. Yes. We both said that when Thor is on Earth, eh, he's kind of neutered. I mean, he's on Earth without his powers, but uh, right. but Thor in Asgard was cool. Right. Well, and, you know, he's kind of a cocky jerk with superpowers. Yeah. So uh, 75%, I would say, of this movie takes place not on Earth. Woo! Which is all we need. It's great. I mean, there's what, like nine realms? There is, they're yes. on a bunch of them. Frequent Flyer Miles, miles this movie. <laughs> they're on a lot of different realms. It looks mm-hmm. cool. There's these badasses called Dark Elves with like mm. creepy mannequin-looking masks on and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, Elf uh, from from what, Wettenheim? Somethingheim? Yeah, yeah, they're all somethingheims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Thor's got to whoop a lot of ass, and they're all over the place. Everything looks really cool. And uh, and as long as they're fighting, I'm happy. And they're fighting most of the movie. So, That's great. Uh, you know, it's like, and uh, you know, Marvel's always got that thing. It's so funny. Like, Superman, grab a pen and paper and take some notes here. Mm-hmm. It's okay to joke during a movie and still <laughs> pretend it's serious. <laughs> you know, Marvel's the king of the one-liner movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always joking around while they're saving the world. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? You can be cracking wise in one spot and saving the world in another. It's cool. Right. It makes you a human and not some kind of weird alien android man. Yeah. I mean, there was actually a lot of humor in this one. Kind of like Iron Man 3 had a lot of humor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you wouldn't like that, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Stan Lee's um, cameo <laughs> was... Uh, <laughs> they wheeled out the corpse of Stan Lee, and they're like, Yeah, stand over here and be silly for a second. Uh Grading all of his cameos, I would say taking this one with the rest of them, this is uh, definitely one mm-hmm. of the better ones. Okay. Like what, what's, what's, what's your favorite Stanley cameo? Is it oh, The Amazing Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man, where he's being the janitor and Spider-Man's getting his ass whooped by the lizard in the background. I mean, that was probably the best one. Yeah. But also he, probably the longest one, too. Yeah, that was awesome. But this was good. This had a good line. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, like I've never been the biggest Thor fan. Uh, but I like him in this. He's fighting a lot and stuff. I mean, to be honest, the MVP of the movie is Loki. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people are always like, oh, we really like Loki and stuff. You know, he's good in Thor. He's good in Avengers. But he was really good in this one. Well, I, good. I really liked Loki in this one. There's some cool bad guys. I kept feeling like whoever made this movie went to the Guillermo del Toro bad guy uh, college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there was a lot of cool looking bad guys that weren't special effects. Great. They were just like bad guy costumes and stuff and i was like oh this is like a del toro thing i like it good well that's what needs to happen man like no more star wars prequels you know yeah no it was cool man there was fucking like the the elves had like laser guns Ooh. and so instead of all fighting like the asgard guys are like we have swords and the elves are like we got laser guns bitch <laughs> damn pew 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 and i was like oh yeah swords versus laser guns i like this cool it's like he-man i know so uh fuck yeah there's some good parallels to he-man in this i A- mean asgard science, is basically eternia science and sorcery combined shit i mean he does that he does say that 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 line in the first movie where he's like 
On, on your world, you call it magic, but where I'm from, it's like elementary school. Yeah, it's just science we haven't figured out yet. I think Iron Man yeah. says that, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I liked it. You know, like, it wasn't, I mean, you know, they have a cockamamie scheme to end the world. I didn't sure. really care. I just, I was there <laughs> for the action. You know, so they're like, oh, we have this thing called ether, and it's bad for you. <laughs> and it's going to kill everyone. It's so ether. That's why we made it dark red. I was like, ah, whatever. Just Let's just fight over it. Let's, can we just let's just start fighting over it? I don't really care, but let's fight over it. Um, I mean, I, I learned I learned that by watching that movie, The Cider House Rules, where you don't want to OD on ether, or you're gonna wind up like uh, <laughs> like Alfred. It's um, Natalie Portman. They don't really give her much to do. I feel a little bad for her because she's supposed to be this brilliant Earth scientist, but for the most part, she's just like, "Why did my boyfriend leave me in the last movie?" And she's even like, "Dude." What the fuck? Like, how come you haven't been back to Earth? He's like, oh, Jane Foster, I've been busy. Fucking bullshit. You showed up in New York City last year <laughs> with the Avengers. Didn't call me. But uh, I just like how he says her name, Jane Foster. He never says oh, yeah. Jane. He's like, Jane Foster. Foster, Australian for slut. <laughs> so, Damn. So uh, that's a commercial for beer. I like that. I okay. mean, like, you know, it's like. It's it's like that book, The Little Prince. Like she's not just like uh, like like Jane, like every other Jane. She's yeah. Jane Foster. It's funny because there's this guy that I work with named Scott Marshall, and I always mm-hmm. call him Scott Marshall every single go. time for seven years. Like, hey, Scott how's it going? How's it going, Scott Marshall? And he's like, and he even at a party, he's like, Scott Marshall. And he's like, why do you always do that? I was like, it's your name, isn't it? He's like, yes. And so it continues, Scott Damn. Marshall. But, See, um, wait, wait, well, hey, I mean, like that could be bad too, because like I know this, I know this guy Jeffrey Tosser, and uh, for the longest time, uh, whenever I see him at Magfest, because he'd always go, uh, I, I would only remember his last name because it's Tosser. It's kind of yeah. funny. Is his middle uh, name? Is his middle name Salad? Maybe. <laughs> so every time <laughs> I, I made a every, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see him, we'd be like, "Hey, Tosser," and uh, they would just devolve after year after year into me going tosser ah, nice. but yeah but but then like it just turned into like it, it morphed into something weird where like both of us were like wait a second are we enemies are we foes we only like shout each other's last names at each other do we not like each other oh yeah, uh, yeah like where do we stand me and scott marshall are, aren't like good friends either but we once carried a tv from someone's room and that bonds people together. It was a fucking, <laughs> exactly. It was a heavy TV. It was one of those old ass ones, man. See, Tosser and I need to, need to carry something heavy yes, together, and that, that would be cool. Nothing bonds people more than carrying heavy things. Yeah, well, nothing dudes anyway. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Jane Foster doesn't really got a lot to do, and the whole time I'm like, dude, Thor, Lady Sif is right in front of you, and she's a much better catch. Lady Sif, played by Jane Alexander, is like hotter, taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is important for to me. Um, is she like? And Natalie Portman's like ninety pounds. Like, ugh, it's like, dude, exactly. It's like dating she's, a doll, dude. No, she's the tiny dancer that he wants to like protect. You know, like man don't want like another man with boobs. No, no, they want no. like like a lady, lady. Oh man, the other one's name is Lady Sif, so it's right in the. I mean, she kicks not- ass with her sword. She's one of the the Warriors Three. Dude, she had to put lady lady in her name, or people would think that she's like man Sith. I'm just telling you, she's hotter. She kicks ass, so it's like you know you don't feel like you have to do all the work in relationship. Like some days you can just go watch TV, and she can kick <laughs> some ass. Be like ah, oh, go you go take care of it. I'm just no saying, way, dude. She's go hotter. Thor. She's hotter, man. I was just like Thor. Your hammer needs to be pointing in that direction. Nah, dude. Nah, see, Thor is just one of those dudes who's threatened by, like, all her, like, awesomeness. She's like, she's just like me. She's way too much like me. I don't want to date me. He doesn't even notice her, really. He's like, oh, I value your friendship. Oh! Friendzone. Now there's ten realms. There's Friendzoneheim. <laughs> <laughs> and she's locked in there forever. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's the name of our episode. Friendzoneheim. We need to copyright that, dude. <laughs> So I, I do feel bad for her, but it's like, dude, man. Um, but it's wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, Google Chrome could not find friendzoneheim.com. We're going to go for it. Boom. Take that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, you know, it was it was good. 
you know wasn't great okay. wasn't like you know it wasn't like when the first iron man ended and it was like fuck yeah you know it was just like oh this is cool i liked it you know marvel you just keep putting out movies they're you know like even if it's a b movie i mean like rating for like a b c d uh right. still good and superman take notes dude because you should have fucking lightened up a little bit you know right well i mean i feel like superman has so many things going against him like okay the origin story that everybody knows, the characters that everybody understands, yeah. but then he's like he's like this immortal Boy Scout, where like if you do something like try and change up the formula, just like a hitch, yeah. like uh, like in the in the Superman cartoon where uh, the, the Justice League cartoon where he was like truth, justice, and not just the American way, but a great way for the world, and everybody's like whoa 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 whoa, yeah. slow down Superman, yeah no the people who made the Superman cartoon no Superman should be Thor. Because Thor is good at fighting. He likes to fight. He likes to protect people. He's like the prince of thunder. But at the right. same time, he kind of learns his lesson. He's cocky in the beginning. And now he's really trying to look out for people and care for them and be a good leader. That's all Superman needs to do, man. Whoop some ass. Kind of get excited about it. But try and be but try and be honorable, you know? Because, like, I mean, Thor keeps making the same mistake. Trust in Loki, you know, that kind of shit. You know, Superman's got his weak spots, too. So I just feel like Superman needs to grow his hair long, dye it blonde, <laughs> and swing a hammer, <laughs> and he'd be all set. This is, oh, God. I'm having flashbacks, too. I forget the name of this movie. It was about a prostitute. It was one of those, like, I watched a lot of movies on IFC in the 90s. Pretty Woman. When, when we had the IFC channel. We're talking, like, Pretty Woman, like the ultimate prostitute movie? No, no, no. It was, like, an indie movie where bad stuff happens. Uh. And uh, and she gets suckered into, uh, like, going to this frat party, and they're like, they're like, hey, here's the first person you're going to do with a mentally challenged guy. Oh. And she's like, ah, mentally challenged guy doesn't know how to make love to a woman. I feel like, in a way, that's like Superman. It's like, come on, Superman, everybody's rooting for you. We want you to do great. Here we go. And he just, you know, failure to launch. Yeah. God, but, what was the name of that movie? I don't know. It was it's, like Party Girl. Sounds. Oh, Party Girl, really? Maybe. Nah, maybe not. She's a library by daytime? Librarian? No, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, like, Party Girl, I'm pretty sure she works in the library during the day. I've seen part of that movie. I, th- I think that was... um an actress worth knowing this was not yes in fact the actress we're talking about which i can't think of her name was actually in superman uh in 2006 was it parker posey or no yes yes oh there you go you are correct so yeah so thor if you're just looking for a good romp Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun i like it awesome and there's there are two scenes in the credits one in the middle of the credits and one at the very very end and i liked both of them Right, and if you walk out during uh, and during credit sequences in any kind of like Marvel, DC comic book movie, shame on you. Yeah, I was actually the only one that stayed for the last part. A lot of people stayed for the middle one, mm-hmm. scratched their heads because it was very comic booky, and then didn't stick around for the last one. So, well, it's too bad, man. I like watching credits. Yeah, did you see that alternate ending to Wolverine, where he actually has the iconic Wolverine mask in a suitcase with gloves? Yeah, it's kind of a tease. Yeah, but awesome. I mean, it's like, okay, are, are you going to put those on the next time that you're on the, the silver screen? I don't think so. No, he won't. But at least we got to see it. <laughs> yeah, did I'll you see the... Take it where I can get it. Wolverine, God, Wolverine the comic, one of the comics, um, Wolverine and the X-Men the comic is dying. It's gone. And, but now there's a new Wolverine comic where he's like, no what? more being a professor. I'm going to be a badass and murder people again. Wait, did it really end? I thought there was an issue just last month. Yeah, I think that well, the at least the run, the original guys who did the the run, uh, they're not on it anymore, or the oh. comic is going away. Uh, everybody was like, "Ah, oh, it's a sexist piece of crap." I'm so glad this is over, over, over. That's all I'm reading. Oh uh, yeah, I mean they lost me at Wolverine, so exactly Wolverine and the I'm sorry no. again. Yeah, no. it pisses me off. <laughs> no, sorry. It's like I'm hey, gonna. Sorry. Do, go ahead. do you do you remember that um uh. Girls are really into like that Monster High uh, yeah. cartoon now, uh, with right. toys and everything. But back in our day, we had Monster High too. It was that cartoon, and Rick Moranis starred in it. Yeah, what was it called? It was like uh, Rick Moranis in something Go- high. It was like Ghoulie School or. Now, let no? me look it up. Rick. Moranis. So so anyway, so there it's was pretty a, shitty. <laughs> there was an episode specifically. Where uh, where the the little the uh, the guy Frank and Tyke, um, uh, recreates his own dad, 
and to impress the new dad um, and his old one, he takes over the school band, and it becomes Frankentike and Stage Frank, because that's the name of the band. And everybody's like, dude, that's a terrible idea. Why would you ever do that? And that was the whole episode was just like, don't put yourself first, man. Be a, a team player. What are we talking about again? <laughs> uh, Wolverine. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, what are you talking Okay, yeah. No, I'm just going to have to read like that amazing X-Men, the one where they're bringing Nightcrawler back. So. Oh, here, oh, here you go. Gravedale High. Gravedale High. Yeah. Way yeah, back sure. in... When was that? 19, even us, 1990. Like, we- even us, like, we like cartoons. Even us, we're like, eh, I'm going to go make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sucks. Yeah, who cares? Oh, wait, dude, Frank and Tyke, voiced by Frank Welker. Yeah. yeah. Well, he voiced only, everything. Only 13 episodes, and yeah, it wasn't that great, actually. Actually, yeah. you, know, you know what's funny? It's like, I remember the life lessons from this cartoon, though. I mean, there was one episode where they tried to do nice, for, uh, tried to take their teacher out to uh, dinner, but then the one Medusa chick winds up spending all their money getting a dress to enter this, like, beauty contest, and then wow. she, like, fails out of it, like, uh, for whatever reason, so now they have no money, and he's at dinner expecting that they're going to pay for his dinner, and she's like, God, I have to take a job as a waitress to get the money back. That was a shitty year for Saturday morning cartoons. There was also the one-season debut of Karate Kid, the cartoon show. Oh, the worst ever. And, and it was voiced by the guy who would the following year play the voice of Wheeler in uh, Captain Planet. Exactly. I think that's probably how he got the job. <clears throat> probably, but it sucked, so... At that point, I started to reevaluate my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I got a new case for you in video game court. All right. Do this it. This one, I mean, last one was kind of biased. I knew we were going to rule that one down. But this one, I've got high hopes. Okay. All right. Coming to the courts mm-hmm. is Resident Evil 3. <laughs> courts in session. Resident Evil 3 colon nemesis. Resident Evil 3. So Resident Evil 1 was great resident evil 2 was so much greater mm, well than, i mean uh, yes yes don't even argue on this point I, I would i would argue it because i played it so much that i could see all of its flaws shut up <laughs> we're talking about when it happened so, okay no when, when it happened it was epic you could play as two different characters yes. they were like all these crazy discs uh it was like twice the resident evil Yes. So, of course, when 3 came out, we were immediately like, yes, you know, like anticipation through the roof. And we got it. So let's take a look at it. Now, now people have said in like the Pantheon Museum of Resident Evil that that 3 was a letdown. 3 three was the tipping point into crap. A lot of people hated on 3 and said it, the franchise had lost its way. They rushed it out. But I'm here today to say, Resident Evil 3, I like you. All right. You, you, you be the... Uh... You defend Resident Evil 3. I'll be the prosecutor in this case. Okay. So, Resident Evil 3, not only did you tank the entire Resident Evil uh, franchise for video games, but you tainted the brand. You produced a game that was so crummy, it was based on something that was great, which was uh, the Mr. X, uh, Claire side of Resident Evil 2 where there was a mysterious man stalking you and could pop up at random times in Resident Evil 2. So they did the same thing in Resident Evil 3, except it was dumb as hell. Well, Resident Evil 3 was scarier when the nemesis came through the walls after us. Let's not forget that. When the nemesis was coming after you in 3, it was fucking scary. We saw him on the security camera at the one point. He came through the wall at one point. You went into another room, which all you had to do in Resident Evil 1 and 2 was get into another room and you were safe, and he comes through after you. Now, that was that was Resident Evil 2. That, that was the good idea that this was based on. Wait, no, no, no. Everything I just said was in 2, not 3? Um, I think, I think. No, no, that, that, was, that was part of 2, and it, and it stayed true for 3 as well. No, 3 is when Nemesis came after everybody. Right, and he would do so way more than in Resident Evil 2. I'm just saying... That was, we were all, we all, you can, we can admit it now. We were in the basement playing with all the lights off, and it terrified us when he came through. It was like, stars! That was some scary shit, man. He would pop up at, like, random times. Like, yeah. when you were, like, out for a picnic or, like, taking a pee. He would just, like, pop in and go, stars! But it was lame. No, because it was so awesome because 
any other time in Resident Evil, when you enter a room, the music cues will let you know if there's bad guys in it. And yes. as soon as you kill all the bad guys, the music goes back to normal. And the stars guy, the nemesis, did not follow those rules. He'd come through no matter what the music was, except for the save music. Well, here's here's the thing, because I played uh, Neme- Nemesis a bunch of times. So we're just talking about the monster portion. Uh, there are certain scenes where he can pop up. It's not just totally random. There are like, I- certain things that can... like. All right, if you reach a certain point at a certain amount of time, he's going to pop up. Right, but it felt random when we were playing it, is what mm. I'm saying. True. However, after the first couple uh, pop-up scares, it was like, oh, God, well, there he is again. He's oh, back. I liked it. I was like, oh, shit, he's got to come for us. You know, because you started to feel, by Resident Evil 3, you started to feel like there's no shit you couldn't handle. You know, like, oh, I got this. And then that guy, you couldn't, you couldn't beat him, man. That was, couldn't beat him. Well, well, here's how you did beat him. You beat him by getting him wet. Like the Wicked Witch of the West. He's unkillable. All you have to do is drop enough ammo into him every single time or run away. Uh, and he would uh, fall over. Uh, until you get him into the high school gym class locker room shower. And turn Ooh. enough showers on him. <laughs> Sexy. Where he just like putrefies finally. And it's like... The letdown of the century. Like, in other Resident Evil games, like Mr. X in, uh, in Resident Evil 2, he looks like this stone-cold, giant, uh, gray hulk. And then in the uh, end, he falls into, like, uh, like a, a pit of, like, lava or something and pops out. And he's even cooler. He looks like a row beast. And he's got, like, giant claws. And he's, like, morphed into, like, a tyrant. And he's, like, mm-hmm. red. And he chases you around. It's awesome. But this one, he just stays the same until you, like, shower him with some water. Okay, well, all right, here's another point I'd like to bring up. Okay. I love Raccoon City. Loved everything about Raccoon City and Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. I love that in Resident Evil 3, you're still in Raccoon City. It's just a slightly different time frame, and you're looking at it from uh, a different point of view. Loved it. Loved the fact that you're also in Raccoon City, and you're running around just like the Resident Evil 2 people were. In fact, Resident Evil, had, you know, they probably should never have left Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they should have gone back, and in Resident Evil Five, they should have gone from Africa to Raccoon City again. So I like the fact that you were in Raccoon City. The timeline was just a little bit different, with different characters doing different things in a uh, different part of the city. I liked it; thought that was cool. Well, here's well, here's the, the I think the the linchpin that sunk that that failed and sunk the uh, the whole game is the main story sucked. The main story with Jill Valentine, and for whatever reason, not her police studs. But this weird ass like sweater around the waist, casual gear. Yeah. Uh, not great uh, zombie protection on that at all. Wait, wait, wait. So you're gonna bring up casual gear without Ada Wong's name coming up, okay? She's I not officially. The main I'm just saying. I officially dismiss this portion of your attack because uh, exhibit Ada Wong she, <laughs> in the, she, in the next uh, bunch of show uh, games. Hey, I'm, I'm a feminist and I'm all for women starring in games, but she's wearing a freaking tube top in the zombie apocalypse. Shouldn't she have like taken five seconds and pulled like something better off of somebody that was dead? Your Honor, that is Tomb Raider's fault and it's inadmissible. <laughs> all right, inadmissible. Fine. Tomb Raider established it. Fine, fine. I, I withdraw my comments. Yeah. But, but the main storyline was terrible. Jill is just kind of like wandering around the city. At one point, she gets infected, and Carlos has to take over. And it's like, and and Carlos couldn't be more of like a stock character. Her whole thing is like, she's trying to get to the clock tower. Nemesis blows up the clock tower. Dang. Then she falls unconscious. Then when she wakes up, she's like, all right, I have to get out of the city. It's just like, there's no story. There's just like a bunch of like random events. Hmm. Well, and, but you got to like the uh, the way it ended though, right? With I Raccoon mean, city. they nuked Raccoon City. Yeah, pretty sweet, right? They got rid of it. I don't know. It's like at the end. All right, so. At the end of Resident Evil 1, uh, the the mansion blows up. Right. Boom. End of Resident Evil 2. Um, what happened? I they mean, got they, away, they got away in the train. They, they got away in the train, and you nuke the uh, the end of the train with, uh, with Will Birkin on the end. Going, why? So, I, I guess it's good. They went for escalation and finally nuked Raccoon City, and that means they could never go back. Yeah. I'm just saying I felt like it was an okay ending to the trilogy. It, I just it, don't I think that I think it gets too much hate uh in reflection. I feel like it was too it was too easy. 
But I mean, it's no two and it's no four. But we've established that Resident Evil games are only good the even numbers, and they suck, 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 suck in the odd numbers. Although me and you started playing six, and I haven't played it since, so we'll have to keep going and find out if that trend continued. The first, well, yeah, like you got to respect the original though. Like the first one was great. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I mean, by by today's standards, it's unplayable, and the uh, the dog jumping out of the window is not scary at all. But in its time, it was incredible. And five is the worst. I don't know. Six is <laughs> like a hot contender. But the the whole thing about three was that like I played it once and didn't want to go back. There's uh there they tried a lot of different things, which I will give them credit for, which uh which kind of didn't play out. But like mm. there were these points where all of a sudden you had to make a split decision. Uh-huh. And it was usually like stay and fight the nemesis or run. And uh-huh. if you stayed, you'd think that, like, okay, all right, if, if I gotta stay, I'm gonna, like, save somebody or, like, change the story or go off on, like, a splinter storyline or, or finally kill the monster. But no, every single time you stayed to fight the monster, nothing would happen. He would drop some kind of, like, token collectible toy or, like, a necklace or something, and you get nothing. You, just, you would have wasted your ammo uh, when mm. you could have just ran away. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I feel like the release... I feel like if you want to say what really killed Resident Evil, it was all those little other games they put out. They put out, like, a ton of, like, mercenary games and outbreak games and stuff. And I feel like those games that came out are really what watered down the franchise. Not 3. I don't think 3 killed it. I think it was all those other ones, side ones that came out. It just oversaturated the Resident Evil market. I mean, when you put Resident Evil 3 up against every other Resident Evil game, people are going to be like, yo number one because it was the first or number two because he was even better or number four because it revitalized the genre and introduced uh, the standard over the shoulder um, angle for action games yeah but number three is just like it's not even the redheaded stepchild it just wasn't that great but nowhere near as bad as five and I think that it retroactively gets too much hate and I think we enjoyed playing it at the time so, what are uh, we going to say? I think it was like more of a chore to get through it. I mean, honestly, I, I although I will give you credit, it was the, I think it was the first Resident Evil outside of number two on the Dreamcast where you could actually put in a code and get things like unlimited ammo, the rocket launcher, extra. There were unlockable costumes for Jill, Ooh. including like a white disco suit. And uh, which uh, utterly uh, ruins the game. Well, I enjoyed watching you beat it. And for that, I rule it innocent. What is your final uh, oh, verdict? I think, I think guilty of being mediocre. So we've got a hung jury. Yeah, we're, dude, we're going to have to let the maniacs decide. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to split it right there. Let us know on Facebook if you even give a shit. Uh, what you thought uh, Resident Evil's verdict should be? So we always we knew the Quinnison and Chad had to hate it. What? <laughs> you fully established in this last half hour how much you hate stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, I just yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So I, I have I have fused with the dark god, <laughs> and I'm yes. gonna hate everything. So, Chegreth, why uh-huh. don't you uh? Why don't you uh, leave us on a good note, then? I want to hear something positive from you. All right, all right then, uh, Enrique. <laughs> well, let, me go, let me go back to... Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. We can finally have a retrospective on The Legend of Korra. That's yeah. going to be great. i got to watch the last couple episodes. Yeah. I've watched ours. So straight out of the uh, our Facebook page, someone posted a trailer for a Mario Kart Twisted Metal game on Steam. Yeah, but, I gotta upgrade my internet because I wasn't able to watch it. <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. I, I I feel like we've because we hold Mario Kart in such high regard, it's mm. hard to get into something that looks like something that you have played before. Mm. Like this game looks like or it looks like Twisted Metal, uh, with a lot of filters uh, slapped onto it. Well, as I recapped a year and a half ago, the la- the latest tris- Twisted Metal game had a couple of racing levels, which were pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So I did enjoy the racing levels. Mm-hmm. I think I think I could give it a fair shake. However, this game, God, I'm, I'm looking for this thing right now. Uh, it's 25 bucks, mm, which is okay. Damn, it's soup. That's 
high up there for a Steam game. Oh. Oh, I just thought of something awesome afterwards. Okay. What's that? Well, I mean, you can keep going on this thread, and then I've got a, a, it's good, called, uh, a good Thunder Dump. It's called, uh, the game's called Gas Guzzlers Extreme. Yeah, because the car runs on Mountain Dew. If only, dude, if only. Get vertical with dew. <laughs> did you did you hear about the kid? Um, like they transformed parts of I think maybe Chicago, so a Make a Wish kid could be be Batman for a day. Oh yeah, I think it was San Francisco actually. Ah yes. Yeah, even President Obama made a Vine video for him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man, rock on. Get yeah. better. Yeah, exactly, dude. I think that's great. I would totally participate in one of those. Yeah, they did it uh, a year ago in Seattle, and two of the guys from Deadliest Catch were the villains. Oh, yeah, it was great. And the kid was like Electro Kid or Electro yeah. Lad or something like that. And instead of like uh, sparing the villains in the end, he like put his Electro medley sword thingy up to their throat, signifying yeah. that he wanted them dead. Yeah, fuck you, Deadliest <laughs> Catch. <laughs> this You'll is deadlier. <laughs> I was like, awesome. He's superhero for a day, and he's like, no mercy for the wicked. Yeah, I'm the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me let me talk about this awesome, awesome trailer I just saw. Okay. Okay. We both. It's well established that you and I both love the movie Taken. Yes. Finally, another, and we know, and we know that Nicholas Cage tried to cash in on Taken. Right. With, with stolen. With stolen, and it failed. <laughs> but. We have a new contender of another aging action star trying to cash in on Taken. We have Jason Statham. Wait, wait, in... wait, 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 wait. Can I guess the name? Oh no, nah, you, you won't get it right. But... Is it is it pirated? I wish it was. It's called like home. <laughs> it's called the Homefront. Oh okay. But listen to this. So Jason St- Jason Statham is in Louisiana. He's an undercover cop, but he brings his daughter with him. Mm-hmm. So he's busting drug dealers, and unfortunately, James Franco. <laughs> King of the Meth Lords breaks into what? his house and realizes he's undercover cap. So the so, Wizard of Oz breaks into his house. So James Franco decides he's got to go down. So of course they kidnap his daughter. Dun, dun, dun. This sounds exactly like Stolen. I well yeah, but it's cooler because it's Jason Statham. I cannot stand James Franco. He's like one level below Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he's a level below is because when Je- when James Franco does a comedy, he's really good. But right. when he does anything serious and takes himself serious, like the cock that he is, can't stand him. So the fact that this is like Taken, awesome. The fact that it's Jason Statham, awesome. The fact that Jason Statham most likely will be kicking the shit out of James Franco, <laughs> double awesome. No way, dude. This is going to be one of those things where they're like, okay, all right, one of, our, one of the actors who's going to be going into the final fight can um, pull off a legitimate fight scene, and the other can. So James Franco is just going to hold a gun to his daughter's head, and, like, Jason Statham's going to have to, like, I don't know, like, pull some crazy commando nonsense in order, like, to get it out of there. It'll be, like, over <laughs> quickly. There's no fight no, scene. No, it's Jason Statham is going to take a big boulder, and instead of dropping it on Franco's arm, he's going to drop it on his head and be like, saw your way out of this. <laughs> yeah. 137 hours, bitch. You're still going to be under that rock. Gotcha. Don't mess with my daughter. It's I great. Mean, it's great. I mean, it's taken. It's taken. It's a cop with martial arts skills, and they're taking his daughter. Never take your daughter if you got skills to pay the bills. So, and Franco, yes, sign me up, please, and probably come back for seconds. Damn, uh, Sly Stallone wrote the screenplay. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's, based Ooh. On a, it's based on a, a novel by Chuck Logan, whoever that is. Oh, Chuck Logan. Did he write Fight Club, or is that Chuck Pasadnik? Uh, yeah, no, that is not him. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I think I'm going to fucking write a Taken story. You should. Should I write, like, a fat vampire slayer Taken? <laughs> please, please do. All you need is, like... Someone takes, know. like, his donuts. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. All right, I don't want to say anything else because this could be a book. <laughs> you never you never know. Somebody somebody could be, like, on our Facebook wall being like, Hey, guys, guys, is it cool if I, like, take that idea? Yeah. Taken! Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to run with it, that's cool. Um... Because, you know, I come up with ten ideas and follow through on, like, three. So, 
God, James Franco as a meth lord named Gator. <laughs> Gator. Oh, God. It's just like when he did that fucking terrible, terrible Spring Breakers movie, he had a terrible name in that one, too. See, it's like, but all right, so the meth lord named Gator. You that, can't call like, yourself Gator because that's what Will Ferrell <laughs> called himself in that comedy cop movie. It's just he, like, when it he just was like the pimp. He's like, Gator. Gator gotta get his bitches. Get, get, that name, it just screams DVD release to me. That's that's it, man. Well, it's that just... that and the name Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Jason uh, Statham, he is, he, it's like him yeah, and Nick Cage. I love Statham. I love Statham. T- together, they have transcended the role that Steven Seagal used to have as the king of yeah. the box office rentals. Yeah, I mean, actually, most of Statham's movies are still coming out in the theater, so he's not there yet. Okay, not bad. But he will be. Well, you know. But this is good. This is what you got to do before you go out. You got to team up with some big names. You know, the curse of Steven Seagal was he refused to put anyone else big in his movies after a while, except himself, right. who got bigger. And uh, <laughs> that was his downfall. Right, you well, got- yeah, I mean, you, you didn't have any, like, well, it's just like, all right, so remember the original Judge Dredd? Yes. Sly Stallone, he's a tiny man. Yeah. He needed tiny, tinier people to play against him. Yeah. Like, you can't have, like, big dudes playing against Dice Stallone, or people are going to know, like, dude, you're standing on an Apple box the whole movie. Right. That's yeah. it. So, Seagal needed people that were, like, just as fat, or maybe just not as talented, or or not as known, or something. Yeah. It's too bad, though. <clears throat> he went from, like, really talented actors playing with him mm-hmm. to rappers. Right. Well, step down. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and then just two shitty people in general. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, he did team up though with Stone Cold. So there. Well, yeah, but that was like a year ago. I mean, that was him trying to get it back. But so. still, it's like Stone Cold is doing like, like we was to what there must have been like thirteen trailers before that movie, where the Stone Cold Steven Seagal team up movie, and they were all movies for Steven Seagal and Stone Cold. Like they they released like five movies. Yeah. And they were all like straight to DVD, get her done, kind of like it, like they have their own production companies pumping out these movies. I'm still waiting for that Flash animation uh, episode three of that Steven Seagal show online. Ah, oh, so good. The guy just like tweeted, and I guess he got hired by Nickelodeon or something to do a show. Awesome. So he's really busy, but he says he still wants to crank out a third episode of the Steven Seagal show. That's great. May- you know, maybe he'll uh, turn those jokes. Like uh, like China, Illinois. Maybe he'll just turn those jokes loose on the show. Mm, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. See, I'm pumped for uh, Homefront. I think it's gonna be awesome. AKA Taken Three. Although Taken Three is in production, oh, so. God. <laughs> Guess what we'll see they what take happens. This time is sandwich. Like God, my lunch is gone. <laughs> that would be the Stakal version. <laughs> like like, is he gonna call up the Chinese restaurant like to place an order? Like and just every every time I have a particular set of skills. And then you've got to do like a junior version where his daughter's all grown up and she's trying to get a prom dress and it's taken. <laughs> but, I, but I put it on reserve. Sorry, girl. Someone already came and bought it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What if he goes to the movie theater, right? And he puts his coat down on the chair and then goes to get some popcorn and comes back and somebody's sitting in their seat. And he's like, God, my seat has been taken. Oh, that that's actually they should cut a Steven Seagal Tom Hanks Forrest Gump movie where he tries to sit on the bus and like seats taken. <laughs> Whoa! Damn. Excuse me. Maybe <laughs> maybe he just needs to go go to the restaurant and the waitress be like, "Excuse me, can I take your order? I have a particular set of skills." <laughs> Mama you said, "I take anything." Mama said, "I'll go whoop your ass." <laughs> <laughs> so for like Forrest Gump is gonna like like rocket. Yeah, seat's taken, man. He's going to be like, fuck. He's got to do everything he's got to do to get it back. I mean, I mean, he had like that uh, special needs strength in that movie. Dude, so he ex- could have could have wrecked everyone on that bus. I was I was just thinking like, like, all right, if they make Fight Club 2 starring Forrest Gump, you don't want to get in the rig with that man, dude. No, oh, yeah. No way would I do that. I'd be like, <laughs> I will poke out my eyes first. Here, and here, just please here, take pity on me. Here's my one line from Forrest Gump combining it with Fight Club. His name was Baba. <laughs> you know, because in Fight Club, his name was Rob Paulson. Oh, it's true. I was, when, I was thinking. Dies. 
I, I was thinking maybe he would rip off somebody's legs and be like, look, Lieutenant Dan, you don't have no legs. <laughs> <laughs> They're in my hands. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go fish. Ugh. All right, I'm about spent. Wait a second, wait a second. I what? think that, that this isn't Fight Club 2, this is Fight Club number one. Remember, like, the, you know, the main character, like, he was, he had, like, an imaginary friend. He was kind of, like, slow and weird and hooking up with, like, weird chicks and, like, living in strange places. And everybody's, like, he's a genius, but at the same time, like, he's kind of touched. Mm. This, this mashup needs to happen. Gump Club. Gump Club. <laughs> forest, for, forest fight. Or for, Forest Club. Forest mm. Club. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Alright, I'll think about that. Okay. Alright. Bye. G- bye. I gotta tell you, but while I'm talking to you, I'm watching Ghost Rider the movie on mute. And watching Steve <laughs> watching Nick Cage without volume is hilarious. <laughs> like he's turning into Ghost Rider for the first time right now, and it's mm-hmm. so delicious, man. He's just full on crazy. He might be crazier without the volume. I'm just seeing his eyes. He's just acting with his eyes. God, him and Tyre Banks need to hook up, man. Is he smizing? It's crazy right now. It's so good, though. God, you know, is it, am I not enough for you on this podcast? You have to, like, watch other movies while we're talking? <laughs> yeah, uh, the dirty <laughs> the dirty secret is out. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, that goes with relationships. So, anyway, so, uh, everybody, you can check us out weekly. We're video game slash comic slash uh, cartoon slash whatever podcast. Uh, we're at jumpmanpodcast.com. We're also on uh, retrowaretv.com, uh, eldergeek.com. Um, we're on Stitcher Radio. Yeah. And don't forget our most favorite website, ragequitcast.com. Mm-hmm. It's the new thing, kids. Check Hell it. Yeah. Jump on it. The fucking videos these guys are putting out are awesome about video games. I watched uh, I watched their Walking Dead series. Mm-hmm. Was was fantastic. You're doing videos on there now too. It's true. I started doing. Well, pfft, dude, their their mobile, not their mobile app, but like the mobile app is failing me. I started putting out videos, and uh, and it and it it catches a FaceTime on your iPhone to like put you out there too. So it's like the video and your face giving like wacky commentary. I loved it. But the last few times, it's just like it's failed. So I gotta I gotta like restart the system or find a new game or or something. But like yeah, I really I really enjoyed doing that, and it was. As quick and dirty and easy. If only it would work all the time. Well, figure your shit out, because Rage Quit Cast is awesome. I'm going to bookmark it as, like, my secondary homepage. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like frosting on a cake. You just want to lick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Oh, God. Uh, Well, uh, that was awkward. Well, I'm going to go back to uh, the end of Legend of Korra, and we're going to have a big retrospective next week for uh, season two. Fuck yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Peace. Jump man engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.